Every day can bring changes, challenges, and opportunities that can also change your personal or business financial goals and priorities. As a true partner, Sandy Spring Bank can make it all a bit easier. Someone who really listens, understands, and then creates solutions in hard times and good times. We'll always strive to be your advocate today and every day. That's real banking for real life and real business. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash real. Member FDIC. Welcome back, family. What's good with y'all today? Uh, we're back in this. You said that? Uh-huh. Uh, it's your Uncle Jet. It's your, it's your cousin Levine. It's your motherfucking staff, Danny Donnie. And uh, today we're going to do, we're going to try and stay on topic. Hey, I hope y'all enjoyed the last episode with um, Tatiana from Talk Yo Ish. Um, this episode is gonna be about black TV show fathers, okay? Fathers, father, father. Um, but before we do, we're gonna get into some curry event stuff, some um, some investing, some politics, some uh, sports. Deportes, so I'm trying to work on my Espanola. So, uh, <laughs> you all feel bad, son? Yeah, they're gonna tell you to quit. They're gonna tell you to quit. Like, go ahead, stick to the English, bro. Stick to the Japanese, my guy. <laughs> so, what's what's good in the sports? Oh, damn. Um, uh, sports been popping off, man. Uh, so NFL wise, um, shit's starting to move. Uh, Carson Wentz got traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, um, they did, and they sold that nigga basically for a bag of peanuts. They sold him for two second round picks. Uh, Get the fuck. So yeah, he was the top. He was a what top three pick I think in 2016, and yeah. now they he's traded, and they he didn't, they didn't even get a first round pick for him. So. Uh, but apparently, Indy, he's got his old offensive coordinator was there when he had his MVP season. So, it may work out for them. We'll see what happens. Uh, they still got football in two years. Nah, they, they may have to rebuild the receiver core. T.Y. Hilton is a free agent, so we'll see if he ends up staying with them uh, throughout that process. J.J. Watt is a free agent, asked to get released from the Texans, which is an absolute dumpster fire of an organization right now. <laughs> uh, so he's out on the free market, and yeah, everybody's sliding his DMs trying to <laughs> team up with him, get him to come to eighteen. Oh yeah. Uh, and then NBA wise, you got uh, Blake Griffin. Pretty much, they're trying to trade him. The Pistons are trying to trade him now, so he hasn't been playing until they can find a deal for him. Uh, there was some backlash over how all of that went down. Uh, Draymond Green. Yeah, went and got into that. And then also DeMarcus Cousins is about to be released uh, from the Rockets as well. So he hasn't been playing ball. So you got two good big men that's just hit the market here in the NBA. And, you know, All-Star Weekend's coming up. That second season half push is coming. So you got some good good talent that's available now. That, you know, you, if you want these contending teams, uh, you could go ahead and add them. You know, Boogie could give you some depth. Blake still, Blake still got some games, but Blake could give you some solid minutes. You know, he could, he could give you fifteen and ten. So, 
We'll see what happens with them. And then the news today in the sports world, Tiger Woods was in a car accident. Uh, yeah. And got injured. Uh, so far from what I've what I've read, uh, what I've seen, it's nothing life threatening. Uh, some some leg injuries. He was in in surgery. They wouldn't give a whole lot like on what his condition was. So we'll, we'll probably Last see more tomorrow. They had to do. They gave. They had to do, perform two surgeries on his leg. Mm. So I'm curious as to how that's going to affect the game. Oh yeah, he might be done. I I think at this point you just got to kind of talk. About, it's, yeah, it's about that time. He, unfo- I, and I think it hurts his legacy though. I think it. I I don't think. To me, I don't know if you could call him the greatest of all time, because he had some bo- He left some boxes unchecked. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if I could put him over Jack Nicklaus. I can't. I have to. Fuck that. I don't know. I have to go. The only way I think that if this would tarnish his legacy is if he crashed into Trump Tower again. Then I think it tarnishes his his. Oh, he he's gonna go down as one of the greatest golfers of all time. If he's not one, he's two. That's it. There's no. That's it. That's the that's the floor for him. Is 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 two. I'd have to look up his. I'd have to look up stats comparing him. Or Nicholas. He's a couple majors shy of where Nicholas was, I think. Um, let's see. In wins, in wins, I think I, he's up there in like all the major uh, categories. But then he went like four hundred fucking masters. Like he's, you know, no exaggeration. He had like something seven green jackets. He's up there with jackets. I don't want to say how many. I'm not sure, but I definitely know he has five under his belt for sure. But I Let's don't, see. I don't want to lie to you. I look it up right now. So he's tied for first place in wins overall uh, with 82. So how can you not put him up there just based off that alone? Um, that's because you're white. <laughs> You want the white man to have his sport. In February of all months, let the white man beat you motherfucker. All right, okay. Let me, I'll, I'll pull it right now, because I think... Okay, Jack Nicholas has six wins, and he's placed second four times. So he's mm. either won or came second at least ten times. In the Masters... And Masters, Tiger only has five. Tiger has five Master wins and has been runner-up twice. So you talk about consistency with getting on the big stage. That's where I can kind of get at Jack Nicklaus was he was doing it. But to be fair, didn't he have to fight his first year or two where they know when the Masters? One of the questions they they wouldn't have likely played when he first started being his coming up. 
Oh, I don't know. I didn't follow him early on. That could be. That could be wrong. I know there were some courses that they still did not allow black people to play when he was coming up. Whether whether or not that affects his overall, I don't know. But see, that's where. See, to me, to be considered the greatest of all time, you have to have. Uh, in white my estimation, skin, that's what you're to say? huh? White skin. No, no, no. That's what it sounds like. No, okay, because okay, when you compare what the Masters is, is the top level in the sport, everyone wants to win the Masters, get the green jacket, right? Who has yeah. the most, right? Jack Nichols. No, Jack good. Nichols. So I, I equate that kind of to the whole. LeBron and Jordan. First, we got to look at who got more championship wins. Let's look there. We start there. Okay, LeBron ain't got as many as Jordan. Then we can't even discuss you being. The, you can't even discuss saying you're greater than that person. Cool. Regular season, you go. You be the greatest player of all time. All right. Regular season, greatest player of all time. But when it actually matters, what the reason you play the sport? If you're not the greatest there, that's where you. I can't consider you the greatest in the sport overall. After. I'm just, I'm just fucking. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That's why I say if he, if Tiger kept playing, and he got, and, and he wins like another Masters, then I think at that point there's no conversation to be had. He is greater than Jack Nichols. But you know, this, just look at his his winning percentage. He you know ten times getting to the Masters, Jack Nichols wins sixty percent of the time. I mean, well, percentage-wise, Tiger's is better. Percentage-wise, Tiger got a better winning percentage. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was on pace to beat him. I believe if Tiger never had none of his issues, he blows past it and is easily the greatest golfer of all time. If he if he didn't get all the injuries, stuff like that, it, it would have been pretty pretty bad. Yeah, okay, no, uh, uh, <laughs> all right, let's Next, next topic. Next topic. All right. So, <laughs> what's going on in the stocks world, Jet? Oh man, it is from what I've seen from the investments I have. Shit's down. There's a lot of shit down, but um, for people that are in it for the long term, you shouldn't allow or this to be intimidating, especially if you're losing a lot of money, and that's that's really hard to say to somebody, like, especially if um, a lot of your income is based off how the market's going. Um, right now, for a lot of people that are long-term, this may be a good um, chance to buy into more of those stocks that you have, you know, like, um, I'm a person that has some stock in, um, the plug security. So plug is down. The last time I had looked earlier today, it was down like twenty dollars or twenty points. Last time I talked to my plug, he was up. Yeah, something different. Look, that's, a different the streets. <laughs> that's a non-security. So <laughs> But uh, no, nah, so I'm taking it as an opportunity to buy more because yeah. Um, and then you know, especially for people, if you listen to me and you were writing down where you were buying in at, if you were buying in at a higher price point, 
hell. I mean, you you know, you might want to watch it and see where it's going. I'm not telling you to buy in because it's low, because it could keep going down. What my advice would be to say is, uh, first off, my disclaimer, I'm not a broker in any sense of the word. Uh, I'm just a pure personal investor, amateur investor still. So please do your research on everything I say, and uh, you can take my information with a grain of salt. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I am going to buy in. I am watching it to see you know, when it starts to come back up because I want to try and get it as low as it can because it could keep dropping, you know. So that's one thing. I will give that advice and say to watch your investments that are dropping because, one, make sure you do your research and why they're dropping, and two, um, watch them to see if they've dropped low enough for you to buy in if that's what you want to do. Um, for a lot of the bulls out there, um, a lot of the bulls that do options, I'm pretty sure, you know, plug was a huge hit for them. I mean, if you bought in um, when they were up at like $60 and now they're down to 40-something, then uh, you probably made, I want to say that's what, uh, that's almost a, I'm bad with math, but I mean, it's more than an 800, probably a, a it's more than 800% return, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, you're up. Yeah, I know you looked at me crazy, Donnie. It's because with options, so let me explain something. With options, <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, we, I'm getting the signal that we're running out of time. But basically, with options, is different. You can take a dollar uh, with options and then turn that dollar into $100 just by something going from rising or lowering 10 points. You know? But, yeah, so right now, just, you know, watch your watch your securities. Watch your, watch the price drops. Check them out. See why they're dropping and see if they're low enough. And if you feel like it, I'm guessing, hey, go win. All, All right. right. What we got? What, what, what we got in the politics world? Oh, man. Thankfully, every everything is you know back to being boring. But uh, about the only thing on the national level, you know, shout out to people in Texas. Unfortunately, they lost a lot of a lot of lives. Um, on the on the plus side, AOC federal court, they raised a lot of money. Um, I think last thing I heard was something like 40 some odd people I think passed away. Wow. Recently, because of this, this cold form of country, uh, you know, people weren't able to keep their homes. People were able to heat power. It's crazy that there, I was reading something earlier today about a guy who had $17,000 just because yes his power bill was usually on his finances and uh, because he was able to keep power through his whole form which lasted 
a little bit less than a week after getting here. Uh, somehow he ended up with 16,000 some odd that was auto drafted out of his account, so he had no option to pay. They just took that's great. Um, but hopefully, you know, uh, Democrats and Republicans are both pushing for some type of regulation. Hopefully, people who are, are hit those kind of crazy business. Uh, you know, hopefully there's some type of relief or I mean, lack of better work for regulation helps with people. Yeah. Uh, then you've also got Trump. Uh, the Supreme Court did go ahead and agree to allow the Southern District of New York to subpoena Trump's taxes uh, for a, an investigation into uh, basically tax fraud in New York. <coughs> Uh, so that's moving forward. Right now, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But, like I said, other than that, man, everything's kind of back to being boring. Thank God. Yeah, boring is yeah, good yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Music World, what we got going. Um, I'm not going to get deep into it. I'm going to just touch it real quick if you guys want like more in-depth discussion on it. Me and Jet talked about this in our live this past Sunday. Um, the whole Meek Mill 6 9 situation, them running into each other, getting into it. Um, and then uh, Games Old Manager WAC 100 decided to jump in, tried to call Meek Mill out. Meek pulls receipts on him, uh, posts an audio file with him, pretty much talking shit uh, to about you know one of WAC 100's homies. So basically throwing that back in his face, like, don't try and call me fake. And, I got the actual audio of you out here being a bitch nigga in these streets. Um, and then also, in, in better news, uh, Lauren Hill, her album, her only album that she's ever released, it was released back in 1998. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill went diamond. Uh, Damn. If, if you guys don't know, that is a very, very, very rare feat. Uh, very few artists in general go diamond. She is the first female artist to have her album go diamond. Uh, so if you bring up a goat talk in a uh, in a, like a female rapper or female artist conversation, uh, she is ahead of the pack. She is number one. She's the greatest of all time. She's one for one. Her only album out the park diamond. Legendary status and every word of it. Um, but that's what we got. So far, what's going on? It's a lot more going on in the music world, but we can get into that another time for it. So we're about to jump into the reason why we are here today, talking about uh, black TV fathers. Uh, so I'm going to go through these list of names that I got here. Uh, and then we just kind of dissect it, break it down from there, and uh, see how we feel about it. We'll pick our favorites. Um, and if you guys out there have any thoughts on it, uh, definitely hit us up in the email um, with any comments about any of our shows or this show in particular at rapsheets20 at gmail. Rapsheets20 at gmail. Get, hit us an email. 
and let us know your guys' thoughts or comments on any of our episodes or this episode or anything on future. Uh, so let's get into this. This list here. All right. Uh, so we got there's no in no particular order. Just wrote these things down randomly. So from Moesha, I got the dash from that was Frank Mitchell. Uh, we got uh, Pops from the Waynes Brothers. Uh, we got George Jefferson from the Jeffersons. Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Then we have Andre Johnson from Blackish. Then we got Flex Washington from One on One. Ray Campbell from Sister Sister. Bernie Mac from Bernie Mac Show. We got Michael Kyle from My Wife and Kids. We got James Evans from Good Times. Julius from Everybody Hates Chris. Randall Pearson from This Is Us. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. Bill Cosby from The Cosby Show. Uh, Fred Sanford from Sanford and Son. So those are the names that I got. I'm sure there's probably more. I may have missed some. Um, again, if you guys have like a favorite black TV father, um, or there's one on the list that we didn't mention, uh, let us know. Hit us an email. Let us know what you guys think about it. So, fellas, that's the list. There's the names. Uh, what names like stood out to you that you guys like recognized or vibe with a whole lot, or was it one on the list that we didn't have that you guys really rock with? Uh, what's the question again? How do you feel about the Black TV Files? Like, what are some of your favorites? Some of my um, favorites. First, James Evans yeah. is the, in my opinion, quintessential Black father. Like, most of the dads, now I'm a little bit older than you so most of the dads I knew growing up were more more of like James, like, he didn't take no shit, and, you know, there's something stupid as I said, told you dumb ass, now you're right. So, to me, my dad, my dad was always a combination, in my mind, of him, and, it wasn't a TV show, but, uh, Larry Fishburne's character from uh, Boys Wasn't and Girls. Okay. So, those are the two presidents. I mean, a little bit of Fred Sample because he was cheap. <laughs> and always, my dad was fucking <laughs> cheap. Yeah, my, he was, my dad is cheap as hell. Like, he'd be like, Dad, can I get a dollar or something? Like, uh, a Pepsi? He's like, a dollar? A dollar? I'm rich. You think money grows on trees? I ain't got no dollar. <laughs> See, you, you've got, like, money falling out of your pocket. <laughs> like, I get a dollar. Oh, I ain't got no dollar. I don't know what to tell you. You need to go work. That was my dad. So your dad was, like, so, more of the tough love type. Yeah, and funny. My dad's funny as hell. Always telling jokes. But yeah, he was a tough love kind of guy. <laughs> okay. What about you, Jet? Um, me personally, man, I like um definitely the first TV dad I ever knew was um 
from Good Times, um, James. He was, and he was a real, like, that was the realest pop, to be honest. You know, like Donnie was saying, he was really the realest because, like, you, you heard stories from your parents about, like, oh, yeah, we had, you know, a two-bedroom and motherfuckers had to sleep on the pull-out couch and shit like that. So that shit was real to me, like, watching that shit. It was watching another family that I had knew. Or, you know, heard stories from my people. It was like people in my family. And James was just fucking real. He's like, hey, go to school, get good grades so you can get the fuck up out of here and I'm going to go work my ass off so I can feed these three mouths the fucking always barking at shit. And he was always trying to put a foot in JJ's ass because JJ was all about the hoes and he hated fucking the school. And it was so dope though because like, he was that dad. Uh, he's like, I support everything you do, son, as far as you know his art and stuff. But he also wanted them to have an education. He's like, man, take your ass to school, get an education. Like, I tell you what, when I was, my dad was like, hey, B, I know you can relate. Living in Michigan. There could be 12 inches of snow outside, buses ain't running, but schools are open. So oh, guess yeah. what? I guess you walk into school. <laughs> like that. Buses ain't running. Your feet are running. You gotta take care of school. <laughs> I tell people, man, like I used to be in the in the fifth grade, fourth and fifth grade. I had to walk a mile to school and like you said, 12, 14 inches of snow. Shit still be coming down. That's just what you got from the night before. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we used to get to school, everybody be fighting to sit by the heater because you take your socks off and the motherfuckers can still stand up because they frozen. But hell yeah, bro. My son, people here in Tennessee don't understand how to walk to school with snow halfway up my shins. Oh, just walking, just trucking through snow. But I'm saying, though, know, had a parka and some gloves, blew your hood up, had my headphones, smoked an L on In high school, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, in high school. Smoking an L on the way. It wasn't no thing. You get yeah, to school, yeah. like, let me shake this off. Let me sit on getting the computer, got my clothes off. We was cool. And, I mean, it sucked for that because my dad did not play when it came to school. Take your ass home. My dad could be, it'd be so bad he couldn't drive to work. So he wouldn't oh, be yeah. working that day. It's like, hell yeah. Oh, you going to school? Cool. Like, my dad, you can't even drive. I ain't got shit to do with you. School's open. <laughs> hell yeah. That's so if you had to describe your dad, Jeff, using um, a black TV show father, how would you build him? Like, which character would make up your dad? Oh, he'd definitely be James Evans. Definitely be James Evans. <laughs> he he couldn't, like, huh? I know your dad. I'm trying to think of yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to, like, He would be James him. Evans. Because he worked in the, he worked for GM. And, um, so he was a grease monkey. You know what I'm saying? Worked his ass off. And, um, when I went to live with him in Tennessee, he was definitely all about fucking school. My dad was dope, though, because my dad wanted um, 
I really gotta say my dad wanted to like have a connection with me, but he also wanted me like if in order for me to explore stuff like James Evans, like he'd be like, "What's schoolwork looking like?" You know what I'm saying? But then he still did shit with me. Like he took me to like Aikido classes. He wanted me to play football and stuff. He, um, you know, shit like that. So, but he was definitely all about my damn academics. You know, my dad, cause my dad ain't no dummy. And my dad went back to school and got his bachelor's in uh, psychology, I want to say. Like, just, what, back in 2015, I think he graduated. So he's, yeah, he's all about fucking academics, but he ain't, he ain't afraid to fucking do work. See, I'm trying to think. Your dad got somebody <laughs> else. I'm trying to think of who it is. Um, what, Uncle Phil? Uh, Uncle no. Phil was another real ass dad too, cause Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil like, was. he's like, we got money and we got everything. I'm providing all of this shit for you, so you don't go through the bullshit I went through. But you need to get your ass in school, yeah, and build your own shit. Like he was yeah, like, Uncle you know, Phil was also like, he was a real cat. Hell yeah, but like I'm, yeah, I do this and I do that. I may be rich. Hell yeah. One of the best scenes that I love when Uncle Phil showed how real he was was when um, uh, Will lost all his money because he got a hustle by the food shop. All the food, yeah. He put out his signal. I think he said, Jeffrey, break out the signal. Break out the signal. He got real. I think that was when he stepped out. Uh, what's it? Uh, shit, why can't I think of Aunt, Aunt Bev? For the wife? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I think of Aunt Bev? Which one? Aunt Bev. Which one? I think she. It don't matter. Or does. Or does. It does. Darcy and Bill yeah, I mean, all the way. It does. But I think it was I think it was dark skin, but I'm I was thinking of sorry I was thinking that was Uncle Phil, but I think you know she actually pulled takes her earrings out. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah Uncle Phil thing? didn't wear earrings at least on the show. Please <laughs> 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 forgive him. Uh, <laughs> recipes Uncle Phil. He gives Uncle Phil all the respect in the world. He does. He has all the respect. You know why he has all the respect? Because um, he was a father even off the show. And I remember hearing Will say something to him about he was nervous and everything. And he's like, you got this. He's like, you wouldn't be here if they didn't believe me. He's like, you oh, just need you to believe in yourself. No, I didn't see the reunion. I need to watch it. Support for this podcast comes from Invent Together. According to studies, less than 13% of all inventors who hold a U.S. patent are women. Black and Hispanic college graduates patent at half the rate of their white counterparts. But we can fix that. 
By increasing participation in innovation and patenting by underrepresented groups, it would quadruple the number of American inventors and increase annual GDP by almost $1 trillion. Invent Together is a coalition of organizations, companies, universities, and concerned citizens committed to ensuring that everyone has the opportunity to invent and patent. Because the more diverse the American patent system gets, the stronger and more successful our nation will become. What can you do to help diverse inventors patent and unleash economic opportunity? Find out at inventtogether.org. Learn more and take action today. How real, how instrumental Uncle Phil was. And what's sad is I can't even think of his real name. He is always Uncle Phil, no matter what yeah. It's a, he could I be doing Shakespeare on Broadway, and I'm like, Uncle Phil, I hear you. Uncle Phil, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he do some Broadway shows? He was. Yeah, he, no, he was a Shakespearean trained actor. Uh, but. James uh, they, when they talk, Yes. When they talked about, like, how he was on set, even, like, behind the scenes, he was Bobby. So I, I don't know. I guess Uncle Phil was yeah, he was the go. He was kind of like he was. I guess okay. Bill Cosby with all his problems. Yeah, you know, Bill was not. But just judge him. Judge him on the screen. It, yeah, it's just, just like Kobe. It's just like Kobe. Off the court. Well, before we knew what what Bill Cosby was doing, like, you know, Dr. Huxley, that was America's dad. Dr. Cosby. Like, straight up. Yeah. Everybody. Like, you would Heathcliff Huxley. He said. And you would be like, wow, okay. You would actually learn shit from Dr. Huxley. Yeah. And Dr. Phil was kind of the same way. Like, for all the humor and shit you would listen to, I, I would say... If you if you put uh Dr. Huxley as America's dad, then Uncle Phil was America's uncle. Like mm-hmm. the shit that he said was real. Yeah. When you as a you know, good times, James Evans I was still kinda young and didn't really get it. Oh Even I got it. it. It rang true. Like I I, I picked up some of it. But when I was of an age to really think deeper and analyze what people were saying, Dr. Huxtable and Uncle Phil yeah. were two that resonated. Yeah. Well, Doc, uh, Heathcliff Huxtable, uh, man, Bill Cosby's character on that show resonated with me because I grew up in the house with me. My mom, uh, my one, two, three aunts, my uncle, uh, one of my aunt's son, which is my cousin, and my grandmother, like all of us in the same crib. And so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, nigga, this is us. I mean, we just ain't got, we don't have the grown male figure other than my uncle, but like, my grandmother was Claire, 
and they got she's got all her kids running around this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And basically, me and my cousin was Olivia and Bud. We was the kids running around that shit, and it was just like it was crazy. So like seeing that big family normalize the shit that I was because I'm like I honestly thought that's how everybody lived for the longest time. I thought everybody had all their family in the crib. And that's why the same thing with um, with uh, good times because I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be all these motherfuckers in one crib. And so when you know he had the when they had to lay the, the foot down, it was like, mm, okay, that's that shit. Because my grandmother, she was the enforcer, she was the mother and father, and she laid her foot down. Shit, fuck that. Like, I, my grandmother would come in and whoop everybody's ass. I don't give a damn how old you be. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You a manager at Little Caesars, I'll still beat your ass. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> grandma comes, grandma will walk in any room and be like, hey, y'all shut up. Hell yeah. But see, I never had, like, big mama, right? My, well, my big mama was my dad's mom. She was, she was a little bit older. But my grandmother was, she was the fucking enforcer. My grandmother's the enforcer to the day she died, man. I remember her ass him me up a couple times. I was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" <laughs> like, my, yeah. my grandma was my grandma was usually cool. Grandma was who we went to. Yeah. Until you pissed her off, and then my grandpa got home, mm. and that's when the motherfucker scattered. You had to come home, and he was yeah. gonna get you. But you ran out in the yard like, "Oh shit!" You meet up at the clubhouse, which was. This episode is brought to you by Simply by Frito-Lay. You have enough on your plate, but now there's one less thing to overthink with Simply by Frito-Lay. It's your favorite Frito-Lay snacks with ingredients to feel good about, like Simply Blue Corn Tostitos, Sea Salted Ruffles, and White Cheddar Cheetos Puffs, all made with no artificial flavors or colors. So enjoy what you love and look for Simply brand snacks online or at a store near you. shelf at me but she broke it down and threw it at me. So <laughs> she took the time to like alright. You know it's one of those ones you just stack on top with those plastic joints. Bruh she threw the fruit that was in it at me. Then <laughs> the plates that was on it. Then the basket that the fruit was in. And then when she ran out of that shit she threw the three levels at me. <laughs> First off how you stay that bad? Like you just threw everything in the drawers and you like that's not good enough. <laughs> now she started breaking it down and tossing the rest of it at you. <laughs> I can't help but the last because I was, it was like some cartoon shit. Because literally that corner was empty. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to pick all that shit up. We never got that bad. My grandma raised her voice. If she got finished, grandma raised her voice. Grandpa was like a motherfucking statue over in the corner. He didn't say shit until grandma raised her voice. And then he's like, hey, what y'all doing? And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> grandpa just about that action. <laughs> <laughs> once, grandpa, once Grandpa was mad, everybody can be That's funny. But that was the thing. That's why, like, those those specific black fathers stuck out to me. Like, 
I mean, we could talk about flex, but you know, I, my dad wasn't around like that for like my younger years, really, because he moved. So who's flex? Flex was from one hundred and one. So he was a single father of a little yeah. girl. So it was just him and his little girl. And he was like a, I think he was a sports writer or a sports anchor yeah. or something. Yeah, sports anchor. And so he's like, you know, going through that, trying to do the whole single dad thing. Yeah. And it was, there were years where I didn't watch, I didn't really watch. Yeah. Usually, depending on what years you're talking about, if I did watch TV, that was back when I was getting high, so I'd watch shit like Animaniacs. Hell yeah. Bob Ross. <laughs> Hey, let me talk about Bob Ross. Oh, hold on. No, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. I'm going to stop you right there. We're not going to. I used to jog home. I would jog a certain part of my walk home from high school. Of course, I smoke. Smoke a hell. And then run home to be home at a specific time just so I could watch Bob Ross start peeing. And then I would watch Bob, I'd watch him paint, I'd make the painting, but I'd watch Animaniacs. Because that shit cracked me up. And then, but I'm like a teenager where I'm like, hey, Dad, I'm gonna go hang with my boys. I got shit to do. Da, 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 and I'm trying to do that. I'm hard. But I'm gonna be like, you know, like, watching Animaniacs. Like, Dad, nigga. <laughs> hey, Dad, I got to go do some shit. I'm bad. And motherfuckers do so. Like, I don't know. I look back and laugh at myself, I guess. Because I watch more fathers. More father figures. I should have. <laughs> I watched like, watch Jeopardy. Jeopardy was my favorite TV show growing up. Teenagers. Quiz shows, like random fucking trivia shit, has always been my favorite. And in high school, people would laugh at me, like, what's your favorite TV show? The fuck out of here. What? Yeah, straight up. I, I like to learn. Sorry, you dumb motherfucker. So I never really watched, I never watched like TV shows. I watched Huxley, you know, the ones that we talked about, like 101. I watched it. Yeah. Well, that was, that was also later in the 2000s. I mean, like, in the 90s, you didn't really have that many. I mean, like, I think you had George Jefferson on there, which he was, he really wasn't. I never looked at George as a father figure because his son was grown. And yeah. whenever his son would pop in and out, it would always be some bullshit. The motherfuckers always got into it. And I was like, but I, I looked at George Jefferson as like, yo, you can own, like, you can own something as simple as a fucking. Um, laundry man, or not laundry man, he had a uh, dry cleaners. cleaners, dry cleaners, and then you can come up, you know, you branch out, but you know, it was it was dope to just watch, like, it was dope to watch the black, some black people with some money, and yeah. you still see like they black as fuck, still, no matter how much money they got, they still black as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like George, and it'd be funny because sometimes George and Weezy, they, if they didn't act so diddy, they just like, you can tell they had been around so much money sometimes, but then sometimes George would be like, hey, motherfucker, remember, I grew up in Philly. You're like, oh, shit. 
That's a real motherfucker. No, Julius was the cheapest dad. Out of all these dads, Julius was the cheapest dad. I'm pretty because what the Jeffersons was a spinoff of all my all in the family. Yeah, all in the family. The Archie Bunker TV show. Yeah. So and that was in that was Boston. Yeah. Anyway, it was it possible? Yeah, but I think he grew up in Philly, though. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we're in Michigan. You said Julius was the cheapest dad. He was dad. the cheapest dad. Yeah, I don't think he was the cheapest. They were just, they weren't broke. He would, he, he, was he talked to you in, in terms of what the money was. Like, he said, boy, well, you, left the light, you left the light on for 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, that's... Fifty-six dollars and twenty-six cents you use it every every hour, but we got that kind of money. That motherfucker was—he was frugal. He was smart about his money. There was some shit. There was some shit he was cheap as fuck about though. He was cheap about everything. That one, that motherfucker was buying. But he did shit we all do. Like I bought meat from off of a truck that was just riding down the street selling meat. <laughs> Hell yeah! You got a case of what? <laughs> For how much? No. Run it. <laughs> Run it. Hey, you want you want to do what? I'll tell you what, bro. Forty? You say forty? I'll give you thirty. How about that? Yeah. I will man, I'll tell y'all a story all day. Fucking crazy. But yeah. I would I ain't gonna lie, like Julius Julius was the frugal person in all of us. He was. That motherfucker, I was like, yo. I, I was digging it. Everybody yeah. loved, Hates Chris was, was a dope show. Um, and he was a, he's, he was definitely a good father. That motherfucker provided and made sure everything was cool. But I don't want to get into no controversial shit because I was like, because when it came to certain shit, I was like, nigga, you better put your foot down. You better put your foot down. But he's dealing with a black woman now. That's a little. I well, like I said, since you want to get into it, I, I, mean, didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> no, like that would just be because, like, the mother on there though, she's played by um, fuck, not Tisha Campbell, but uh, I can't think of her name. It was her friend. Her yeah. friend to play Pam, you know, yeah, Martin, but I can't think of her name. She'll always her be Pam. Ass. She'll always, yeah. That's yeah. what always killed me on Martin. Martin used to talk so much shit about Pam, and I watched that show like, she's fine as fuck. She's bad. That was bad. But, um. Pam was fine as fuck. It just pissed me off because sometimes, like, she would just quit her job. Just up and quit her job. And just be like, I don't need to do this. My man got two jobs. And just quit. I would be like, uh, 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 the fuck you doing? No, I don't think you would. I, I've done it. Because, well, she, cause she's taking I, care of the kids, and she's taking care of you, and bro, that's you want her in school because off in school. But look at it for him though. His main worry is to make sure everybody got enough money to take care of the house and the family. And he's already living. He's already living a stressful life. If he yeah, can have at least you, her be stress free. Yeah, but if you, if you get a job. I ain't got to work two jobs, and we both could be home raising the kids. Yeah, exactly. But if he also has, like, but no matter what, how she is, 
Yeah. He got two jobs. He ain't got to worry about it. He ain't got to deal with her at all. <laughs> Man. He in and out. Out. Everything he, he everything every, that's it. Everything he like, did. Like that episode where she woke him up on a Saturday, and her folks like, oh shit, lift work, lift work. And she's like, it's Saturday. He's like, the fuck you waking me up for? <laughs> like, damn. This is the one day I get to chill and sleep. I say that, yeah. that's women. That, that, that's most women. Nah, that's most women. That's it. Yo, we got Get some women on the show when we talk about some of this shit sometimes, though. Because I know some, some women listen and be like, these biased ass, these, these, these male chauvinists. Like, we're not male chauvinistic. We're just speaking from our perspective, from our, um, what's that word? Re- uh, experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's all we can do. It is all we can do. But, so ladies, if, if you do want to be on the show, again, send us an email. Uh, rapsheets20 at gmail uh, we next month at some point uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a show where we are have some females on and we're gonna discuss something that <laughs> we need y'all opinion on and uh, yeah hit us up just just, just send me send us an email send us an email uh, but okay so Let's say Jews. Jews probably the cheapest. He's probably like the most worried about money. Um, who was the funniest TV dad? Oh, you think? Yeah, Fred. Fred. Fred was funny. I think. Pops I mean, but I, but yeah. Fred was funny because Fred was like his sons was was grown. Well, Pop Sons film, but Fred was funny because so was Tom. Yeah, Fred was funny because Fred made fun of every fucking body walking through the door. He didn't cut nobody. That's true. It it felt like the show wasn't about the salvage business. It felt like it was just a roast session. He just sits there for whoever walked through the door. He started just flaming, motherfucker. Just started flaming. It just immediately. What about Bernie Mac? Bernie Mac was funny too, uh, but Bernie was funny. I didn't like. I liked the show a little bit, but at the same time, I didn't really dig the show just because like them kids ran over his ass, I, and I was just like, man, I don't think the real Bernie will let my buggers just run over him. Yeah, I think I, it was written that way for the show. I don't see the. Yeah, I don't see the real Bernie being that way. You think that because we all think that. like shit. I ain't gonna let no kids run over me. It takes the half kid. Because me, I'm tough as shit when I'm talking. But then <laughs> my kids come along like, Dad, can I do this? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. So that's part of, in my opinion, part of what was funny about the show yeah. was we all like to talk about what we would and wouldn't do until your kids come along and they hit you with a pouty face and you're like, what? Man, you know. That's true. Yeah, come on. Let's go look at some That's true. But I don't know. I was just like, man. But like, it, but Pops, Pops was funny as hell because Pops, Pops was one of the realest dads because he loved his kids. He, you know, tried to give them a path to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do in life. And he supported the shit they did. He owned his business and he showed them 
you know, you can own your own business, and they did. They had the newsstand, and um, but it was so funny because Pop's ass was just fucking like he tried to keep up with the kids, and that's what was so funny is like he he tried to be young right along with him, and he's like, hey man, like don't let this old shit fool you. <laughs> that episode when that motherfucker was dressed like a motherfucker that was from Jodeci. We had the all white fucking triple fat <laughs> and the white and the the tic tac uh on. <laughs> Marlon's like, is that the tic tac too? <laughs> Yo, you know I got some brown oats on You know, I say I didn't watch a lot of those shows. That was one show I watched when I was old. That was that was a funny ass show. That's yeah. that is that's a really underrated show when it comes Very. to comedy. Like, that shit was so funny. It was, man. It was hilarious all the time, man. I I wish I could stream that shit now, man. I'm gonna have to find out what streaming service that shit's on. It's gotta be something. Yeah, I was that show. It I was it was like a mix between a sitcom and a sketch show. Almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah. they would have different like, crazy-ass scenes. Yeah, like, every day, every episode was like, all right, today's going to be about this. And they would set up this whole big scenario, like, kind of like a sketch show. Mm-hmm. And I think the Wayans, the Wayans in general are underrated for the comedy. Yeah. Maybe rightfully so, because they have, they have done a lot of stuff that is like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, but that's like if you look at um a, one, another great show by the Wings that they had did was um, My Wife and Kids, man. Michael, Michael was a dope ad. That was the, if you want to talk about like a dad for nowadays, it would be Michael from My Wife and Kids because he had to deal with Junior getting old pregnant, having Junior Junior fucking <laughs> and then his son just not being that bright, you know no matter how much he pushed him he's like, this motherfucker is just you know, he had to deal with a kid that he's like, fuck, this guy might live with me until he's fucking years <laughs> old you know, was and then he yeah. was that the one with Damon? yeah, that was the one with Damon I've only, I only um, watched a couple episodes of because I, I disconnected right. cable and shit, so I, I missed out on the network TV stuff. That shit was so funny, bro. Yeah. That, that shit was so fun. Like, I'm not even lying. Like, you want to watch a show that was fucking hilarious, but it just, it had me rolling all the time because Michael Ass was just retarded, bro. He was a big kid. Yeah. Like, he's the dad I, like, I think that if I have kids one day, I think that'd be the dad I would be. Like, just a big-ass kid. Poor fuck. And that's why I say it's a it's one of those shows because, like, he got his wife pregnant when she was 16. And then they wind up having two more kids. Uh, he had two daughters. Uh, the youngest one was a daughter. And, like, you know what I'm saying? He dealt with shit the motherfuckers dealt with every day. Like, one day his little daughter had a little friend from school. And then, like, she's like, that's my boyfriend. You know, and they like seven years old. He's like, the fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, and of course, the mom 
played by Tisha Campbell. Uh, and she was funny. She was funnier in My Wife and Kids than she was as Gina in Mark. She was way Stop. funny. I swear, bro, I swear to God, she was way funnier. Ah. When she did that, all of this. All of this. <laughs> <laughs> The whole cast of Mark was so damn funny. From yeah, you're right. I mean, everybody from Mark, yeah, from Martin to fucking bro, man. Yeah, like everybody on Martin was funny. So if you're trying to tell me that anybody is funnier on that show, I don't believe. I'm, you. I'm trying to believe. because I, yeah, it's like because it, you gotta think on Martin, the cast, how how the cast felt like they were they had more of a comedic background. So yeah. it's like it it was written for everyone. Like everyone had their little piece. Yeah. In this show, you could tell like. Her, it was specifically written for her. Yeah. So she was able to really like get at dive like, in. Yeah, get into it more. Yeah, bro, she's funny. Yeah. If you got, if you, I hope there's a place to stream my wife and kids because, bro, I, I swear to God, that shit was. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Because I've, I've only I've I've seen like one maybe two episodes, so I'm not I can't really comment. I right. just know. You know, Mark was so damn funny. Yeah, I, I, but I, so I could be wrong. Well, it's it's like this. It you would even see it to where Damon would give her that time to shine. Yeah, like you could tell Martin was like, "I'm Martin, so I have to be the funniest. No matter, I I have to go to extreme to out funny everybody in this scene." Whereas literally, there would be times even during the show. You could tell it kind of was written in, but kind of wasn't. Like, because there would be points where Damon would let her get off, and then he'll look at her and he'd be like, "You done?" <laughs> and she'd be like, "Yeah, yes, Michael, I'm done." And they'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> so like, it, like, and they get off of that shit because she would do the same to him. She would let him get his shit off, and she'd be like, "Are you done, Michael?" And he'd be like, "Yes, Michael." <laughs> so like, the shit was so good because everybody played off of everybody because Claire. It was such a good medium of like of of everything because it was like you had the parents that were funny and then they played off each other, but then the kids played off of each other. The kids, and then it was like it, the, the kids was a whole another element to add to that shit, man. I feel like dude, outside of Family Matters and and uh, I would say Fresh Prince, the kids yeah. in that one prior to funnies. Like if you if you include the kids in it. Like yeah, my wife and kids like yeah, top top yeah. to bottom, the whole family was like yeah, yeah. You, you you get good laughs because you could do an episode with just funny. the kids. Yeah, you could, and they did. They did a couple episodes. I thought the kids and Bernie Mac were some of the funniest I've ever seen. In my you know, in my opinion, <clears throat> they were all right. They were funnier in the later years, I would say, definitely in the later. Years. Well, uh, I tell you another one that I think is funny we didn't mention is uh, the last OG. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I actually, 
I haven't seen past season one, but I did the show. I just keep up with it. I watched. And I think that's got a cool element because he's trying to be a dad after coming back from all those years, and now the kids have to deal with like a stepdad and him being dad and all that shit. Well, um, I think only bring it up because those kids, the kids on that show, I don't know them. I apologize, but the kids on that show are hilarious. Like, oh, they gave more role. What? They, they did. They gave them more roles because they didn't oh, have yeah. much roles in the in the earlier episodes. Oh yeah, for sure. In the at least in second, they definitely. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I'll tell you who was a dope dad. That was a, a dope TV show with a dope dad. Um, it was the Hughleys. I actually thought that was a pretty funny show, and he was just he was never watched. It. D.L. Hughley was a pretty dope dad on that one, too. You know, just trying to teach his kids about being black. And then they had the white neighbors, so he had to, you know, he would take them back to the hood and everything, get the haircut, and teach them how to be a man, but not just a man, a black man. And uh, so there was a lot of that element into it. Uh, it was like, it, it gave you a mixture of all the all of all his shows, you know what I'm saying? Because he had to be a father in a white neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And then he had a little bit of money. Um, if I'm not mistaken, owned he owned his own business too, I believe. Um, livery business, I think it was. No, that was my wife and kids. I forget what he owned. But it was it was a pretty good show. I forgot about that show. <laughs> a lot yeah, of people did it, man. They they didn't have that many seasons. I think no one didn't see that. That was after I already cut my cable and relied strictly on the screen. So I never actually saw that show. Unfortunately, because I think DL Houston is fucking hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't. He's funnier to me now. I didn't think he was that funny. Like in the Kings of Comedy, I, I like I would be tempted to skip his set. Bullshit. Well, because at the same time, I'm I'm if I'm comparing it to the other three, he's the weakest link. Really? Yeah. Honestly, I think Steve was the weakest link. I think that's why Steve became the host. No, Steve's oh. storytelling. Steve's storytelling was dope. You guys are... How, I can't think of a weak link in these comics. I mean, they're all strong. They're all strong. But if I had, if you, if I had to rank them one through four, D.L. Hughes is going to be four. Really? Hmm. I would have put... Honestly, I, I would have put Sed at four. Sed's funny you know to me, what? but I... I'm done with this whole conversation. You put Cedric <laughs> Entertainer at motherfucking four? Are you I do, man. You know why? Because, like, Ced's funny, but, like, when I think about it, Harry's storytelling is funny. Like, I've liked Steve Harvey ever since uh, Def Jam. And then D.L. Hughley, to me, like, if I was to be a comedian, I would probably be, like, a D.L. type of comedian. Because 
I like the way the cube is because it's subtle, but it's so punchy. Me hit you with it, you're just like, ooh, that's some real shit. And then like Bernie Mac, you just can't, you can't do that, fucking Bernie. There's like Bernie is so fucking funny that like when other comedians say they have, they can't wait to sit back and watch you for set. That's you know like you hit a level of funny to where it just you're the fucking man. But when I when I think about Cedric, like Cedric is funny to me. Um, but I think I put him forth because Ced is funny to me. Whatever accent, and fucking hilarious. Because when him and Steve Harvey had the Harvey show, and he's on there, uh, that motherfucker was. I can't like. I mean, I would say of uh, of the kings of comedy. There's no touching Bernie. Yeah, his his Bernie, he's submitted. Bernie has been funny since back you know back in the day. Sterling, I ain't scared of you, much, but you know. Yeah. Bernie Mac was funny, but bruh, fucking Steve Harvey was solid. Dale Hughley, yeah. solid. Cedric the Entertainment. Now, Cedric was funny on that back then. Later on, uh, oh, what was it? Cedric the Entertainer presents like platinum comedy, some shit. Some that game. shit was me. That shit was funny. He was funny as hell. Did you watch that shit in my house? The shit where he was talking about. I think I did. He was talking about the fucking OJ tries. What about the doll? How come the dog didn't say nothing? Oh, 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 oh. I don't <laughs> no, actually, no. I don't know that part. <laughs> he put out a series of DVDs, and I bought them shits in my gas stations. They were so fucking funny. Oh, way to age yourself, dying. Look, he bought CDs at a gas station. I used to buy bootleg tapes. I, I bought uh, Bushwick Bill's tape in a motherfucking corner store back in the day. Oh, I was about to say, nigga, I used to buy mine on the beauty supply. That's how I am. <laughs> oh, man. There oh, was yeah. a bit, the, the, the corner store that was owned by Middle East School, Solutions, and Blue Lake Papers. And I was on there. That was, that was my, my first Bushwick Bill tape. Before I bought the DVD, I had the CD back. That's where I used to get my shit. That's funny as hell. Don't act like you don't know about them corner stores, too. Oh, no, I used to buy CDs from the corner store, too. I bought a. You could only find it in a corner store because the Lakers wouldn't put it out, but I have a Three Six Mafia Country Black CD from corner store. Because the labels was like, eh, there's no marketing for our country black. That motherfucker's just too wild. So 3-6 was like, fuck it. We're going to put them out anyway. And they and they literally said it when they outro was like, you can find it at corner stores, probably crack houses. Yeah, we, but we're going to put it out. And sure the fuck did. That shit was at a goddamn corner store. Hey, LeBron, that's not the same that they didn't have corner stores when you said Oh, no, they did. They did. See, y- y- when y'all were talking about it, y'all were able to go in and buy stuff. 
I was a pup. I was a little pup. I was just a mere pup. I remember the horror stories. But I was, I was, Bro, you I was, know. I was 13 buying the looks. He's like, hey, let me get three of them for you. Here you go. They're 75 cents. No, yeah, that was back in, that's when gas was a dollar nine to five. I said seven Lucy's were a quarter. Seventy five oh. cents, three Lucy's. Oh, yeah, three yeah. new quarters. Yeah. But that's, they didn't care. They was like, all right. The shit, I could buy, like, cool, Colt 45. Colt 45, five Lucy's. Yeah, it's five. Yeah. Now, back then, my mom used to send us, she used to send us to the corner store. I remember the corner store. She'll send us to the corner store with a note to hey, mm-hmm. hand us to them, tell them to give me the pack of cigarettes. Tell them to put it in the brown paper bag. And give my receipt. Yeah, Make sure I get my receipt. Yeah. Well, good people. Take your ass home. Hell yeah. Good people, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. We try to stay on topic as best we could. Um, hey, we waited to the end this time, though. We, no, we didn't. We got and how we do the shit. Talk about TV moms, and then and then our moms or grandmas. And shit. <laughs> yeah, grandmas. You know, we didn't make it to the end. We did the best we could. We did. We did. All right. So um, hit us up. Let us know what you think about the TV dads. Let us know who is your favorite TV dad. Hit us at the Rap Sheets Twenty at gmail.com let us know what is supper and um yeah before we get out of here y'all need to go i need you guys to go listen to two podcasts for me one the first one is talk your ish uh let's talk t-a-l-k yo y-o ish i-s-h-h go listen to that podcast Whole bunch mm-hmm. of crazy stories, whole bunch of cool people uh, from Miss Tati that she has on there all the time. Go show her some love, show her some support as well. The second one is I need you guys to go listen to Profiling Pain. Uh, yeah. It's spelled pain as P-A-Y-N-E. It's Profiling Pain. Go listen to that podcast. Crazy stories on there. His first season, he did just murders, like serial killer. He did serial killer specifically, and Talk about the profiles of those cases. This new season, he's getting into cult stuff. So go check those. Those are two dope people doing dope podcasts. Go check them out, please. Go show them some love as well. Um, we need to get Chris on the pod. Yeah, we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him on another one. We're going to actually, yeah, we need to get with him because we're gonna be doing another swap cast with him. Let's get him on the actual pod, though. Let's get him on the pod. We need them talking with Donnie because I think they will have a great conversation. Oh, man. Yes. It'll have to be... Yeah. The wolf. yeah. It'll be two hours long. <laughs> right, yeah. Chris, Chris is dope, though. And Chris got knowledge. If I get... If I... If, if y'all, y'all can talk politics all day. Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as we start on time, let's do it. I'm down. We can do a two-hour pod. I'm, I'm down with it. As long as we start on time. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right, good people. Peace and one out. Peace. Peace.